Thanks so much for joining us for Faith in Four Letter Words, where we talk about, we take an unapologetically real look at surviving the boys club, perfect poly and motherhood, all while living in a glass fishbowl. We are back. <laughs> I'm Amanda Goodman. <laughs> and I'm Tara Thomas. It's been so long since you did that intro, you forgot it. I did. I had it like, right <laughs> read. I'm like, what am I doing? Wow, it's so good to be back. Uh, I feel like in this short span, and I have a mint in my mouth if I sound muted, in the short span we were on hiatus, our both of our lives have changed yeah. so much. It, see, it feels like five years have passed when really it's only been a few months. I mean, that's how much we've pivoted our lives. A major, major, major pivot. And what I love about it, it is here we are in our 40s, reinventing ourselves (laughs) again, and we are here for it. It is so exciting because I feel like as women, you know, if you pick a career, you feel like, okay, I have to stick with it. And then you don't want to switch because you feel guilty or do I have enough time? We are young. I mean, we are, this is, insane i love it I, I love this i love the you know changing again just chameleon here we go oh 100 percent. and and there is so much to and i hate when people say this but i love this term because i hear people all the time say this especially on like if i'm if i've ever listened to like a christian radio broadcast and then they'll say let's unpack these bible verses <laughs> so i feel like we have so much to unpack about how our lives are evolving how we are doing both of us are third act in our careers. And I know we have like another huge amount of time that we need to devote to this whole Katie Couric new book. But do you want to talk about let's, we'll do our Katie job next, shift let's, and let's do Katie in the next episode? Yeah, yeah. We'll do, so, okay, so, so for those of week. you that are like, we're sick of hearing Amanda and Tara talk about themselves, hold tight <laughs> because the next episode, the one immediately following this, we're going to completely unravel the Katie Couric drama where she, if you haven't heard, has, is mm. coming out with a new book that has some scathing comments about her colleagues and many Hollywood yeah. celebrities. So we'll so there. put the pause on that, put a pin in that, and we'll get back to it. I have to ask you, like, for you, and this is what you, you need to talk about, how does it feel to be taking another leap? Because it was a huge risk for us when we left TV. Yeah. And how are you feeling? Do you feel differently going through those same emotions? Well, you, I, I do, because it really is uncertain. Because when I was leaving TV, I was walking into a job. It was nonprofit world. It was less money. It wasn't about that. But it was a guaranteed paycheck, right? So, um, and you and I had conversations for many, many months. And it was, um, it's like jumping out of a plane without a parachute. Like not even... The parachute's not opening. There's no parachute on my back. You know, um, we record our podcast here at Pixel Labs. I have a good relationship with Zach, who is the the head of Pixel. And the one day I just lost lost my mind because we were working on a project together. They were doing a new website for the nonprofit. And I said, you know what? I'm just so tired of the politics of this mess right now. All I want to do is write. All I want to do is go back to writing. That is my craft. That's what I'm good at, Right. And Zach on the other line of the phone, hmm, so tell me more about this. <laughs> so he just said, and I said, you know, I just want to start my own business. He said, why don't we partner? Because you, can, you can do something that we don't do, and we can do stuff that you don't, you don't do. And so we're just merging. And so that's how it all, it all came about. And it was just, um, it is scary, but it's so exciting. It's so exciting to go back to what I know 
I'm good at. And as women, as women, we've been taught, I think as young girls, we're not supposed to admit that we're good at something, right? Because then we're told we're bragging, right? You're supposed to be humble. It is humble. We are humble, but it is okay, ladies, to wake up and say, you know what? I'm damn good at that. I'm good at this too. You know, I'm an OG. You know, when I walk into a room and I, you know, I, I command the attention because I'm respected. I know what my worth is, yada, yada. So... I am so happy for you, and I can just tell uh, we both have felt this. When you sort of align your personal life and your professional life, and then you pursue what you know you do well, you capture those gifts and talents that you're blessed with, and then say, how can I translate that into a paycheck? Right. It shows. I mean, you have a glow about you and a piece about you that is is palpable and for me i could say the same for you. i've never seen you happier oh thank you i have you. never seen you happier so... in your professional <laughs> and, <laughs> and this is the part that we have to qualify here amanda and i in no way no you know no way shape or form are we saying oh we've cracked the code we figured it out we're set for life by by no means i mean no. we're still you know Trying to exactly trying to find a way to keep the lights on, but we've been able to build relationships and find ways to navigate life, you know, in our 40s differently than our 20s in that we don't have to accept sort of the terms that we were open to as younger employees because we've evolved into a place of experience and, and agency where we can actually demand you know, this is my boundary, this is where I draw the line. And for me, I mean, just like with Zach bringing this opportunity before you that you never planned on nor Mm -hmm. asked for, I had a neighbor across the street who ended up having one of the fastest growing private companies in the country insofar as how COVID allowed them to expand because they do a lot of technology software adoption. And so much of the work is out of my wheelhouse because it's in the tech field. Well, turns out they have this entire arm of intellectual property and they're doing a book that I'm helping finish, which like you, we love to write. That's what we did. That's why we got into journalism when we were young, you know? And so it's so crazy that my pastor of all people, he said to me when I told him, I said, at, you know, 48 years old, no way did I ever dream I would do anything where I was going back into that broadcasting world of TV, radio, and, and like what we're doing, podcasts, because it's on camera, right? When you're doing something that's videotaped, and in this case, we we video the podcast. And he said, you know, that's God's moving in your life, because if you have those gifts and talents, he's not done with you yet. He's, he's going to tap back into that. And that that is so true because I didn't see myself as even capable of sort of going back into that arena, right? right. right. But God had other plans for me. You know, it's funny because isn't it, it's liberating. And maybe this is why you have that glow. And we have this we have this glow right now, right? Because you even said, we got into, we wanted to be television news journalists because we love to write. But that industry morphed us into being porcelain dolls who sat there and we had to be cons- more concerned with our hair, our makeup and our waist size. And we read a prompter. So what we love to do was really remove from us. The writing aspect was no longer, um, it was secondary now. So now here we are, we get to write we get to be on camera or in a podcast. We're letting all that creativity where it's not about our appearance anymore. It's about the strength of our word and, you know, and our wordsmithing. And it's so exhilarating. It's so exhilarating. It's like we get to go back 
you know, 20 years. Exactly. But with 20 years extra knowledge, right? <laughs> like we're not, you know, we're not, we're not a punk anymore. Now this is all on our terms. This is all on our terms. We don't have a man pulling the puppet strings. You know, the old, you know, the 30 different fat white men who were telling us <laughs> that we had to look a certain way. It's, it's just exhilarating. You know, I have, so I start taking on clients. I don't tell anybody who my clients are, right? Because I am a ghostwriter. Yes. I'm the ghostwriter. And that's what I want. Because we know now, I know, and I'm not dumb, people will either love something that I write because it's me, or they will hate something that I write because it's me. Right. So I never know if my words have an actual impact. Right. So now it's I'm this ghostwriter behind the scenes and it's I'm seeing these words um, on <laughs> news stations, in newspapers, there's some in magazines. There was a blog recently that I wrote and um, and people are like giving, you know, like, oh, there's telling this owner of this business, that is great. Oh, I didn't know this. I didn't know that. And I'm letting that person ride that wave. And that to me, there's nothing. I mean, it's like an adrenaline rush. It's huge. It's and it's so affirming because as you described, when you think back of all the things we enjoyed about television news, it was the blogs. When we started blogging, mm. that was a highlight of my day to right. write my blog. And so how nice that now... We've been able to parlay all of those writing abilities and interests into something we can do full time. I mean, I am literally at home with my computer on my lap going, I can't believe this is work because I enjoy editing. We're working on this book about franchising and it's so fun and it's it's tedious and it's detail oriented, but that's what we do, right? Because we're wordsmiths and we enjoy that craft. And so it's so crazy that I'll be sitting in bed, Dave's, you know, watching a MLB playoff game and I'm like sitting here thinking oh I want to read this chapter and find some typos or do, or do my editing and I'm and then I have to stop myself and I say like I'm choosing to work outside of regular hours quote unquote when you know normally you would say oh I'm done with that let me let me leave that aside but that's how much you and I are drawn to that skill skill and then now to say to find a Zach and in my case a Jeff, my boss, who is willing to acknowledge that that's expertise they are willing to pay for. Right. I mean, it's crazy. It's like, but I have to say this because this is a huge driver for me, and so many people listening will relate to this. Many times in our life, like we're in our comfort zone. Amanda and I were in a comfort zone in TV, even though there was a lot of discomfort, we were still sort of afraid, right, to step out of it and be something different. When we got into our act two, in her case, running a nonprofit, in my case, school PR, we found a comfort zone there too. She got to the point where, you know, she knew what she was doing, I knew what I was doing, and we were in somewhat of an autopilot, Thought you know? Emotions, yeah. Yeah. So here's the thing. When you take that next leap, in our case, switching careers again, it's harder, right? Because yeah. we're older, we have kids, we have a mortgage. Yeah. It took there it, it, is. <laughs> it took for me, the catalyst was actually something horrible in my life. And that was my father being diagnosed with dementia and, and dying within a year. He went from a healthy 75-year-old who worked out every day to aging 20 years in one year and then dying on June 30th. And he, and this is this is how God orchestrated this. My last day at my previous job was June 29th. My first day at my new job was July 1st. I had one day off between my two jobs, and that's the day that my dad died. And when people like hear that, they're like, that sounds crazy, but this is what I will say. 
it couldn't have been a better sort of, you know, outcome, not my father passing away, but the fact that this was a wake up call from God to say, hey, you're not getting any any younger. Life is short. People that you love are going to, you know, come and go from your life, not on your timeline. So you better align what you do and what you're living in terms of your true authentic self with the job and the skill set where you can sort of execute those gifts and talents that, you know, God wants you to pursue. And I'm telling you, it it changed in one year, my personal and my professional life changed tremendously, and I am better for it. I'm so proud of you. First of all, I'm sorry for the loss of your dad. You know, I know it, you're a couple months into it, and it's, it is, you know, the, the one thing I want to say is what I, um, the timing of it. Because I believe if you were at your former position, any former position you used to have, you would it would not have allotted you to go home and take all the time that you needed. And then you were walking into a new position where it was more like a family atmosphere of genuine, authentic, caring for the human being, not just the worker bee, right? right. That was saying put family first. And I think that's where, you know, we've gotten to that point where it's it has to be what what matters most to us. We're going to put that first. You know, we've been on the assembly line. We've played by the rules for so many years, right? We've got nickel and dimed, you know, our PTO days and the hours that we work. And it was just, that's it. Um, you know, I know a lot of women are listening. And listen, I, I just want to be real talk here. It is very scary for, you know, my husband was like, okay, I support you. But we've, we are a two paycheck family. We need two paychecks. To continue, we're not ballers in my house by any means, right? We, you know, um, so it is scary, that unknown. And so I kept going back and forth on it, like, but then I realized I was going, like we said, I was going through the motions. There was so much, I will always be a child advocate. I can do it now the way I really want to do it. Because honest to God, I went from having puppet strings from managers telling me, you know, how to look to puppet strings in the nonprofit world of people who had the deep pockets and a lot of money and they were controlling the funding and they weren't giving my agency funding because they didn't like me because Mm -hmm, I wasn't mm -hmm. polished enough for them. That's 100% real and I'm done. Like I'm done. So I can't I can't surround myself with people who literally don't want to protect children Right. They say that they do unless it affects an adult they want. Correct. Right. So I was shopping and it was right around. um, We were in it was the summertime and I kept going back and forth. And Zach was like, you just just jump. It's scary, but just jump. I did it, too. I didn't know. I, I, you know, I didn't know if I was going to make any money. Just jump. And I just kept going back and forth. And my daughter and her friends and I were in Jordan Creek Mall. And I walk into the store and there are keychains hanging. And it says, God, she has God in her. She will not fail. I just got chills again. And I started crying, Tara, in the middle of the store. And I'm like, all right, God, I hear you. I mean, it was like this lightning bolt, do it. So this is the funniest part for me. So I post a picture on my page, on my social media page of this keychain. And I'm like, I have a big announcement coming soon. So then that same like minutes later, the local television station announces the female anchor who was my (laughs) successor. She was leaving. And so then people were like, Oh, my God, you're going back to news. And I'm like, Hell no, that's not it. Like, no, but but it was like, you look for those signs. It is scary. And I know everyone listening, you your family probably probably relies on your paycheck as well. Mm -hmm. Right? Or you may be working out of the home and you're ready to jump back in. Just do it. Right? Do it. Take that chance. 
Because what do we have to lose? That's right. That's I mean, right. I, I mean, what do we have to? I mean, sure, maybe my, my electric will go out. I don't oh, can't pay the light bill. <laughs> but I mean, it's you know, I'm gonna hustle and do what I know that I was put on this earth to do, and that is to write and to use my voice. You know, and that's the difference when you are pursuing your passion. You have an inordinate amount of energy that you could not have applied to your previous employee if it wasn't aligned with your personal skill set and drive. And it's just the truth. I mean, my husband even said, he's like, I feel like you're working more now than you did in your previous job as far as the time, the hours, and sort of the level of commitment. And then I said, no, I said, what it is, is like a lot of the time I'm doing it because I enjoy it and it's fun. So I'm not seeing it as drudgery. And I'm not looking at the clock and saying like, okay, it's 4.30, it's five, I'm done, I'm done, get away, you know, put the computer down. That's how you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like, you're just, it's, I'm, I'm aligning it so much with my personal life because it's the kind of work that we both wanted to pursue anyway. You were, you through social media are doing so much of the same kind of work that you now can support other entities like you said as a ghostwriter behind the scenes doing so so isn't it fun when you're getting paid to do something that not only comes naturally to you but you enjoy doing enjoy it. it and i just i love that you brought up the keychain thing because this just happened in the last 48 hours i was talking to my stepdaughter and she's unhappy with her job and looking at a career change and she's in her 30s and i told her i said here's the thing like if your human nature is driving your fear, you have to suspend that and you have to reflect on everything that's happened that's gotten you to this point. If God got you through it then, he's going to carry you through it now. If he is at the heart of your decision, if it's not about being vindictive, if it's not about trying to get back at somebody, if it's pure of heart where you're saying, I need a change, I'm unhappy, I'm feeling that nudge, don't be afraid to take that leap because God will have your back and it will work out and you will find a way to make it work and still put food on the table. And it just stopped me in my tracks when I sort of said that to her because I had to I had to realize then, oh my gosh, like I've been a Christian since I was 29 years old. So here I am, actually 28. So here I am 20 years later and I'm still letting fear drive my decisions when in every example that I reflect on, God was there guiding me through it, and He will do the same for you if you, you know, reach out with that again, that pure of heart uh, approach. But we're human, so it's still scary because people in your midst are always going to breathe negativity into you because that's what we do, right? We we're jealous or we're threatened by somebody else's success, quote unquote, or their happiness. And so we find ways to sort of nitpick and tear them down. And sometimes it comes from the people that you you thought maybe were your biggest supporters, and they end up being some of your biggest attractors. Yeah, it's, you know, it's one of those keep your friends close, your enemies closer. And, um, you know, you got to be careful for those people who are not genuinely, genuinely happy for you. And I did learn that when I was getting ready to do this switch. I taught, I mean, it was you and then my other people in my circle. And we've talked about how my circle is smaller than a Cheerio. And everyone same. said the same thing. Girl, you've got this. You got it. You know, you won't fail. No, you won't fail. You're good. Other ones were, wow, really? Well, what are you going to do? Well, what happens if this goes wrong? And what happens in 
you know, like I've, I'm already my biggest critic in my head. You know, I'm already thinking. That's right. But I'm not happy. When we were on our vacation, my family, we went to Mackinac Island, which if you've never been to Mackinac Island in Michigan, missing out, who would have thought? Michigan, I mean, it's insane. But I remember I looked at my husband and I said, I just want to sit along the water. I just want to write. I just want to write. Like, that's all I want to do. And that's exactly what I said when I was in seventh grade, when I was in high school, when I was in college. I just want to write. I want to impact people with my words. I just want to write. And here I am many, many years later. And I I don't think I will fail. I think I'm going to learn a lot. But I don't because it's it's literally, I believe God put me here and said, okay, let's let's go and just gave me that. And I wasn't really ready to take the plunge because I'm just so conditioned by society. Well, what about this bill, this bill, this bill? And um, okay, the steady paycheck. You're, I mean, but like we said, it's an assembly line. I was on the assembly line, getting up, going through the motions, not enjoying a good portion of my job because it's just not my talent and strength. I am not good, you know, with certain things. I'm a creative person, not, you know. And I just heard this week uh, something that had been shared on Twitter. I was actually interviewing a, a social media influencer who's in, who's left her job in her 20s and started her own marketing firm. And she said something that really resonated with me. And it's so true. We can sometimes learn things and, and ga- gain insight from that younger generation that we sure. sometimes like to bash and feel disconnected from. But she said something that I thought, how true. You're only trapped in your current position, essentially, if you think that no one else will hire you and pay you for the skills you possess. And you and I both don't have that issue. We know that there are skills that we possess that others would be willing to pay us for. So if you know that's a fact, if you know that you could bring you know, the gifts and talents and the the experience and wisdom to another position, the only thing holding your back is yourself because there will be another employer out there who yeah. will need that skill and will will pay you for it. And right now, let's face it, the great resignation is underway. The latest stat is 67% of us are planning to switch jobs in the next year. We may not do it. You know, we may puss out, but the fact <laughs> is that most of us are thinking about right. it. And so there's never been a more pivotal pivotal opportunity in terms of the the mass movement of people that are switching not just you know from one position to another within a company they're switching industries they're switching careers you and i are on act three my stepdaughter has her master's in social work she's getting ready to possibly lead the social work field it's it's happening across the country did COVID cause it do you think i mean COVID had it, it accelerated it, it right did, did and accelerate here's what it, it did for yeah. both of us we let's be honest it forced us, not forced, it gave us the one unique opportunity in our entire adult life where we experienced something completely different mm-hmm. than that report to the office, chained to our desk lifestyle that we had only known yeah. since college. That's oh. all you and I ever knew. And we, we, we proved not only could we work from home, we could be extremely successful from home. So that's why it is. It's difficult to go back. Eh, I don't want to go back on those terms anymore. That's it. I don't want to go back to those terms. And again, again, like I have said this before, I followed rules my whole life. I went to Catholic school my whole life. <laughs> I was too afraid not to follow rules, right? I just want to make my own now. That's it. I just want to make my own now. And it's, it's scary. It's exciting. It's exhilarating. I just... I don't know. I think if more people, especially women, if, if we wake up in the morning, what do I love? What do I love to do? What makes me happy? 
once you pinpoint that, go do that. And let's figure out a way to make money on it, on it, right? Because life is so, so short. Uh, and absolutely. I'm just, and I'm not, you know, I mean, I'm going to work <laughs> many, many years because I have to. Same, because if you worked same. in news, you didn't have a really thicker, meaty 401k, Correct. right? Correct. But like, I'm going to do what I know I was put on this earth to do. I'm going to do what I was good at. You'll find this funny. So the other day, um, a potential client had reached out and wanted some media relations training. And so they were dealing with all, there was other people, you know, there was like an RFP put out. And so all these other people were vying for this same. And they said to me like, well, so-and-so is very well-versed, um, used to work, um, did distribution for newspapers and all this stuff. And I'm sitting there and you know, it's that moment where you're like, should I tell them all the experience I have? Yes, you do. And this is what I'm telling you, ladies. Never be afraid to throw your damn credentials, slide those MFers right across the table That's and right. let people know who you're dealing with. And I said, I have 20 years of news. I was the one you were trying to like get to, you know, you wanted me to put you on the newscast. I know what it takes. Do you, do you want me to bring my Emmys out here for you? Yeah. Should I bring something right. else? Like 20 years of experience. And they just kind of, you know, and later on, um, the woman who I was speaking to, she says, yeah, the, the gentleman thought that you were quite crass and that you were bragging a little bit too much. I said, no, I wasn't bragging. I was stating facts. And I ended up getting the client, right? <laughs> but that's what I'm trying to tell women. Like, go switch. Do what you want to do. Don't, don't be afraid to take that jump and own your shit and how good you are. Thank own you. It. And here's what I would say to any, anyone in that situation. When you go in, you know, under the knife for surgery, do you want the doctor who says, well... You know, I'm kind of good at this. I've or watched Grey's want, Anatomy. Yeah, yeah. Or do you want the one that says, you know what? Like, not only am I good at what I do, I promise you that I'm going to be able to tackle this surgery successfully and effectively. I want the woman helping me in crisis communication or media relations who has the experience and the fortitude and the confidence to back it up because it is a dog-eat-dog world yes. in the social media land of trolls hiding behind the computer. So right. if you want to protect your company's reputation, if you don't want one tweet to take down everything you've worked for, then you better find somebody like an Amanda, not somebody who will be chewed up and spit out by all the people right now who are creating fake email accounts. That's exactly right. Because that's, and that's what I do. You know, you want to come for me? Come on. Yeah. But don't come for me unless <laughs> I send for you. And that's what I'm trying to like. And it's fun. That's what I love now. It's like I, if there's one thing I know, people have come for me over and over and over. I will chew you up. I will spit you back. And you will not even know I did anything to you until you walk away and you're cut and you're bleeding. And like, I love that's... how you describe it. It's such a good way. It's such a good depiction that you are like a moat around mm -hmm. somebody's castle. And, yeah. you know, don't let somebody tear you down without at least putting up a good fight. And it's wonderful if they can have you in their corner. I that What you said and how you described that interaction involving men and women and, and how we negotiate life is so true. And it's so wonderful and so liberating when you find managers, in our case, both of our cases, male managers, who celebrate, support, and lift up strong women and that's why we were given the opportunity so so don't be discouraged don't be dejected there are men and women but especially in in many cases 
uh, traditionally when men are in the managerial, you know, hiring decision making roles, there are so many out there who want the Amanda Goodmans who are the bulldogs and who aren't willing, you know, to be pushed over easily because those are the people who deliver. And ultimately what we're doing is trying to take the skills and the talents and the sort of the gifts and channel it into something constructive and good. And in your case, it's helping protect the interests of a lot of people's businesses that they've put their blood, sweat and tears into to build. And so that's a huge feeling of accomplishment. I'm excited and I'm excited for you. We both, you just look so happy. You're radiating. If you could see her right now with her, she's got this black, you know, raincoat on. She, I mean, she is the, with the glow. And it was so good to be here and, and be, be, be back. We are not going to go out on a hiatus for a long time. So you're stuck with us. You're ride or dies. Good to see you. And I hope everybody at home have a great week. Yeah. Thanks so much for being back with us. 